the stoplight He can't be bothered by the heart cry Written on the cardboard in her hands Oh, but when she looks him in the eye His heart is broken open wide And he feels the hand of God reach out through him As heaven touches her If you want to bring it back, thanks for being here today, everyone. Um, so like we do every possible week, can we give a round of applause to everyone who serves here on a team here at Mountainside Church? Makes today happen. Uh, this isn't just me doing it, thank goodness. Uh, it's not just a small group, it's everyone pitching in, and I really appreciate everyone. Okay, so there's a few announcements just to, to start us off, so I'm going to go through this quickly. Um, but of, of course, if this is your first time ever here, uh, feel free to fill in a Connect card just on your seat, the blue card, leave it at the info booth, and uh, we will send you a gift card just to say, hey, we appreciate you being here. Um, if you consider yourself a youth, so I'm not going to give an actual age, if you consider yourself a youth this Friday at the skate park, so <laughs> uh, we're doing something called Youth Fest. Um, we've partnered together with our city council, which is really, really exciting. And uh, we're going to have a skateboarding competition, a scootering competition. And at the end of that, we're going to have uh, a movie night geared towards youth. We're watching Homecoming, so it's going to be really good. I'm pretty pumped for that. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, so if you consider yourself a youth, feel free to come to that. Okay, this Friday starts at 7. It's going to be a lot of fun. Good outreach event there. Um, and also, the June 23rd. Uh, so not next week, because next week it's Father's Day, what, what, but the week after that is uh, we're having a family barbecue here at Mountainside Church. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to end service a little early, and there's this beautiful little courtyard over here, and we're going to bring a barbecue, and we're going to have burgers and hot dogs. It's going to be a lot of fun. And if your last name is from A to M, we're asking if you could bring a dessert. And if your last name is N to Z, if you could bring a salad. Um, I tried to make the dessert 
like I'm assuming more people will bring dessert because I mean, come on, dessert, right? That's good. Um, so I really want to encourage you, if you're able to come June 23rd, that's going to be really fun just to kind of kick off the summer uh, and start with that. And then as well, oh, so many announcements this morning. Um, June 30th, we are not having a public church service like this, like we do. Uh, a couple times a year, we have something called a community group Sunday. And that's where there's different homes throughout Hamilton and Binbrook where we meet in people's living rooms. We watch a video sermon. We pray together, talk together, have food together. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And to sign up, just go to mountainside.church groups, and you can get all the info uh, to make that happen as well. And the final announcement, I'm saving for the end of the service because it's, it's a big announcement, and I'm really excited to say it. So we're going to say that at the end of the service. Um, so with that, junior youth, you are now dismissed. So you can head out to the foyer there. So if you're grade 5, 6, 7, 8, have a great time at youth today. So last week I was scootering with my son Noah. My son, he's only three, and he's like awesome at scootering. You know, the little thing going around. And we're on a road, and we kind of have this, um, we're on a really busy road, so we kind of have a, a, a separate private road that we go on. And he, he's scootering circles around me, you know. He's just like so good at it, so fast at it. And I'm so tired. I'm like, oh, man, I got, I, I got to lie down. So I, I lie down on the grass, and it's just beautiful day, right? The clouds are there, and the sun shining through the leaves of the trees and all this kind of thing or whatever. And next thing you know, you just kind of see this head looking over me. I'm kind of like, oh, hey. says, Dad, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. He's like, but yeah, but what are you doing? I'm like, oh, you know what? No, sometimes if you just lie down, you can just see the clouds and just take in the beauty of things. And, you know, it's just, it's just so beautiful to look at sometimes. You know, it's a perfect day. And I love how sometimes kids, they just mimic you exactly. They see an adult and they just copy exactly. So he lies down just, just beside me. And here, you know, Father, Son, just looking up at the clouds. Just, ah, and, you know, you know I'm saying, aren't, the clouds are just beautiful, Noah. They're beautiful. And he says, no, they're not. <laughs> and he just gets up and then just starts scooting. I'm kind of like, bro, you're, you're missing the beauty here. Come on, this is great. And uh, I personally was in all the clouds, but not, not so much for him. See, what he likes is um, just outside this door, actually, there's a little hill uh, that overlooks some houses or whatever. And every single week after service, inevitably, it's like, where's Noah? Dude, come back. That's too far away. No one's watching you. Come back from that little hill over there. He's always there. And last week, we were walking up this way to service together, and, and he says, Dad, I'm going to go on that hill later. And I'm like, dude, why do you always go on that? Like, why, what is so special about that hill? He says, Dad, that hill has a beautiful view. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and I'm like, really? <laughs> you know, if, you, if you stand there, it's like literally three backyards, and it's like not even that high. But to him, it's this beautiful thing, and it's kind of sweet how he found his little, his little, you know, where he can just stand there all and say, wow. Isn't that beautiful, this kind of thing? Um, have you ever had that where, where you're kind of just like, whoa, th this is beautiful. Like, whoa, this, this is, I, I just want to take this in. Maybe, maybe some clouds, maybe it's a, a view of some backyards, I don't know. Um, maybe, maybe it's, you, you know, you have a spot where you go to and it's up north and it's just like, wow, nothing like this in the city. Or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe you just love just overlooking the city and it's like, wow, this is, this is, this is beautiful. Um, we're, we're doing a series this second week called spiritual songs, and it's all about how we worship God through song, and we can have those moments where we're just like, wow, God, wow, and, and last week we talked about how the songs that we sing here at church services, they're not just songs, songs are powerful, and they can bring emotion, and this kind of thing, and that's great, but, but these aren't just songs, these are spiritual songs, they're, they're spiritual truth 
from the Bible and what God's word is infused into them. And, and we've gone over this series before in our very first summer, but we thought the time would be right to kind of be reminded of these verses. And, and of course, up front, I got to say, worshiping God is not just through singing. It's not just Sunday mornings at a church service like this. Obviously, worshiping God is everything that we do, right? As, as we live for God, everything that we do is, is, is worship to God. But there are the specific moments when you're supposed to sing, and we're in, in, in the Bible where people sing to God, um, and specifically, too, these moments where God kind of just takes people's breath away, where people kind of see God, or they kind of get this concept and idea of God, and they just say, wow, wow. And I, I want to talk about that today, um, and I'm believing that the truth that we, we're going to talk through briefly is it's going to encourage us as we sing and help us understand that a little more. And, and if you're new to church services, this is actually a really good week, because you can kind of get the heart of why we do what we do and, and, and why that's important, okay? So um, the scripture is interesting this week. It's a little interesting. And it takes place in heaven, and it kind of shows the behind the scenes of what happens in heaven. So if you're a little confused and you're a little weirded out, that's okay because it's in the Bible and there's some interesting stuff here. So there's a lot of symbolism because we're reading from a part of the Bible at the very, very, very end, a part called Revelation. And there's a lot of symbolism here, so, so stay with me. But basically what it is is there's a guy named John who was one of Jesus' disciples, one of his best friends, closest friends. He followed him around, learned from him. And, and John one day has a vision from God. And, you know, in, in, in this sense, the vision wasn't literally he saw, like, oh, I see, like, with my own eyes physically something happening. It's almost like spiritually he could see it. It's almost like in his mind he, he could see it. And it starts off with... Um, this scroll kind of comes. And so they're in heaven, and then this scroll comes. It's kind of, okay, okay th th this is interesting. And the scroll kind of represents what God is about to do in the world. All the good things, all the good plans that God's about to do. And, and someone goes to open it, and they realize there's seal, a seal on it, and a couple seals. And, you know, as a kid, I thought, like, or, or, or. it's like, no, 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 like, you know, like the, the wax seals. When I finally figured that out, I'm like, oh, <laughs> It makes sense now, yeah, like the wax seals, like ancient times, it's cool. Um, and, and no one could open the scroll of all the stuff that God was going to do because no one was worthy or good enough to open it. You had to be at a certain level of perfection to, to open it. And God had a really good plan for the world, but no one could actually make that happen. And we're just going to read it, and again, just stay with me, but this is very interesting, okay? Um, Revelation 5. And I saw a strong angel... Who shouted with a loud voice, who is worthy to break the seals on this scroll and open it? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll and read it. Then I began to weep bitterly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll and read it. So this guy, John, it's kind of like, whoa, there, here, here's what God's going to do. There's all this cool stuff that God is going to do. But it can't happen because no one is good enough. To actually make that happen. And John's he's heartbroken by that. And it says weeping bitterly. So that's like, you know when you cry and then there's like ugly cry and it's like, oh, they're crying. <laughs> like that's what this is right now. It's like, oh, I, I'm an ugly cryer, trust me. Um, but verse 5 says this. But one of the 24 elders said to me, stop weeping. Look, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the heir to David's throne, has won the victory. He is worthy to open the scrolls and its seven seals. So again, there's a lot there. So apparently there's these 24 people that, who are the elders in, in heaven. And uh, a lot of people think um, 
when Jesus was here physically on earth, there was 12 disciples, you know, 12 really followers that kind of really helped grow the church right from its, its, its first day. And then the country of Israel, there were 12 tribes and 12 kind of founders and leaders of those tribes. So a lot of people think, oh, maybe it's the 12 disciples and the 12 um, uh, leaders of Israel. You know, these origins, you know, New Testament, Old Testament together, these kind of prominent people in heaven. And, and they come up and say, John, don't, don't worry. Don't, don't cry. Don't be sad. Look, the lion is here. He's worthy. And it's kind of like, okay, this is really weird now because we're in heaven. There's 25, 24 really kind of, uh, you know, people held in high esteem here. And now there's a lion apparently who's coming who's worthy to open scroll. What does this mean? And, and we've talked about this in the past where in ancient Israel, the lion was the apex predator. Like, if, if you encountered a lion in ancient Israel, it was like, uh-oh, you're in, you're in trouble because that's the top dog of, of anyone. And the lion symbolized strength. It symbolized power. It symbolized victory. So the lion actually is a symbol for who Jesus is. And it's not the first time in the scripture where Jesus is referred to as the lion. Yeah, Jesus is like a lion. Like, he's strong. He's powerful. If he picks a battle, he's going to win it. He's, he's going to have victory there. So, so the elders say, don't worry. Look, the lion, he's worth Jesus is, is worthy. And, and it goes on. And again, the symbolism just keeps happening in verse 6. Then I saw a lamb. He stepped forward and took the scroll from the right hand of the one sitting on the throne. Kind of like, wait, I thought it was a lion. Now it's, now it's a lamb. And the lamb also is a symbol of who Jesus is. Because, you know, a, a, a little lamb is, is soft and gentle and humble and kind of, you know, just kind of this. And it, it, it's ironic because you have the lion who's just, rah, and then, the, you know, the lamb seems a little helpless, to be honest. It's kind of all oh, just so soft and gentle and sweet. And, and in the Old Testament, before Jesus came, People had to make sacrifices. Thank goodness we don't have to make sacrifices now. But a lot of the time you had to bring this perfect little lamb as a sacrifice. So the lamb also represents who Jesus is. And, and that's why, you know, even that first song we sang, worthy is the lamb who was slain. It's referring to Jesus. Worthy is Jesus who was like a little lamb who died for us, who died on the cross for us. And, and then it keep, keeps going. Can It says, and they sang a new song with these words. You are worthy to take the scroll and break its seals and open it. For you were slaughtered and your blood has ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. So let, let me recap because I, I know there's a lot happening. <laughs> so John has a vision of heaven. It's kind of like, whoa, this is, this is wild. And then there's this scroll which kind of represents, if you read on, everything that God's about to do, all the good things, all the, the awesome things that God is about to do in the, in, in the world. And no one is worthy, no one's good enough to actually open it and actually carry those plans out now. But then it's like, oh, don't worry, the lion, the lamb, Jesus, he can come. He can come carry out God's plans. He can come open that scroll. He can go do God's perfect will on the earth. And and. What is the response of heaven? When heaven's kind of watching this, heaven's kind of, oh, no, no one's worthy. Oh, wait, never mind. Jesus is worthy. Jesus can do everything. Jesus can build God's kingdom. Jesus can do God's will. What's the response? It says, and they sang. Singing. Singing is the response here. And it, it goes on in verse 10. And, and so they're, they're, they're still singing here. And you have caused them to become a kingdom of priests for our God, and they will reign on earth. Then I looked again. This is wild. 
And I heard the voices of thousands and millions of angels around the throne and of the living beings and the elders. And they sang. Again, the response was singing in a mighty chorus. Worthy is the lamb. That's exactly what we sang, right? Worthy is the lamb who was slaughtered to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. So now, now you have all the angels, all of heaven, millions of angels singing to God, worthy, God, you are worthy. And then in verse 13, it just keeps going here. And then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea, they sang. So like literally every possible thing ever is singing now to Jesus. Blessing and honor and glory and power belong to the one sitting on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. And the 24 elders fell down and worshipped the Lamb. And again, it's not like there's a literal Lamb here. It's like, oh, like Lamb worship. That's not what this is. It's the Lamb represents Jesus. Wow. The one who is worthy of praise. So what, what's the response? You, you kind of picture how good God is, how big God is what he's capable of, who Jesus is, what's the response? Well, what was heaven's response? Heaven's response is, we got to sing. This is, this is incredible. Our response is, we're singing. We are so in awe. And, and what was the reason why they were singing? What, what, what caused, what kind of was the, the, the trigger of, oh, my goodness, this is incredible. This is an incredible moment. What caused heaven to stop and pause and say, wow, we got to sing? It was the lamb, remember the lamb? that was slaughtered, but yet the lamb is here. So how is it here if it was already slaughtered? The death of Jesus on the cross was that lamb being slaughtered, right? There, there's a parallel here, there's an analogy here. Jesus died on the cross, and then he rose again three days later. And when heaven sees that, when heaven thinks about that, heaven says, wow, what else can we do right now other than sing, you are worthy, you are holy. And, and you know, I, I, we say, we talk about this every week, and, it, you know, this has been a little complex, kind of the heaven thing and just lots of symbols and this kind of thing. The simplified version is that God loves us. He loves us so much that Jesus came from heaven and earth. He died on the cross. And that good news message that he died on the cross, he rose again, that we actually don't need to be far from God, even though we're not perfect. We actually need close with God. We can actually have a relationship with God. That message is the power of God. That message is the good news about Jesus. And that's what makes God good. That's what makes God worthy. That's what makes God holy. It's just who he is. is he's love. He's love. And, uh, of course, if, if you've never kind of made that decision, if you've never put your faith in Jesus, you should do it. You should say, well, I actually believe that story. I actually believe that God loved me so much that he died on the cross and, and rose again. And, and we see here, as all of heaven pauses and just adores and just sings to God, that God is holy, that he's worthy. And there's nothing like his love. There's nothing like his love. And, and this is actually how, how great God is. Is there's actually, it talks about kind of all over the scriptures, that there's certain angels, and it's really weird, that just, um, as you read it, it describes these special kind of angels. And, and these angels are spiritual beings that God created to, to do his, his work. And it talks about how there's certain angels that literally for all of eternity, all they do is they, they surround who God is and they sing, holy, holy, holy. God, you are holy. Holy, holy, holy. And, 
And the, the word holy, you know, we think of it like holy cow, right? Like holy cannoli kind of thing, right? Like it's just a, a thing you say. But holy means set apart. It means special. It means different. So if, if everything's over here, it's like the holy thing is like, no, no, no. This is not like that. This is, this is special. This is more than that. You, you know that, remember that game or that song or whatever, like one of these things is not like the other, right? Like, like holy is the ultimate version of that, just e extreme, right? It's like God is holy. You have all creation. You have all of earth. You have all of everything. And it's like, okay, but God is not like that. God is on his own. No one stands beside who God is. No one gets to sit beside who God is. Like it, it's, he is holy. He is not like us. So when we sing, God is holy, when we say, God, you are holy, you are worthy, we're saying, God, there's no one like you. God, you are so far beyond us. I, I love this verse in Psalm 97. It says, the mountains melt like wax before the Lord, before the Lord of all the earth. Isn't that wild? The mountains, I don't know if you've ever seen um, giant mountains before. I've, I've been to Las Vegas before, which was, which was cool seeing kind of the mountains out there. Um, I'm going to Calgary in August for a conference, which is going to be a lot of fun. Um, never been to Alberta before, but apparently the mountains are like glorious. And it's going to be wild standing in front of these giant mountains and thinking, whoa, those things melt like wax before who God is. And again, it's, it's not saying like literally mountains are falling down and this kind of thing or whatever based on that. But it's just, it's, it's a symbol of, whoa, that's how good God is. Even the mountains, the, the most giant things that we ever could have here on earth, even those things bow down to who God is. Even the mountains show respect of, whoa, God, you are holy. And, you know, we talked about the, the 24 elders before. Um, the, the chapter before this, it talks about how the 24 elders come. So these are like the most highly esteemed, some of the most highly esteemed people in history. Where we're kind of like, whoa, like the 12 disciples, like the 12 tribes of Israel, like these guys are legit. These are the real deal. It says that they go before who God is. They take off their crowns in heaven. They say, no, 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 God, I don't deserve this crown. This is, this belongs to you. This belongs to you. And, you know, and, and we talked about this two years ago when we were talking about this too. But I can't wait for the day to get to heaven. And, and Jesus say, well done, good and faithful servant. And, and it's kind of like, whoa, 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 uh, this crown? No, 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 this is not for me. This is for you, Jesus. And just to, to kneel down and say, Jesus, you are holy. You are worthy. This is not about what I get out of this. This is not about me being something or accomplishing something in life. Jesus, this is about you are worthy. You are holy. And we're just in awe of who you are. And, and that's the kind of the one thing I want to leave you with today is this, is when we realize who he really is, when we realize who he really is, we realize our need to be singing holy, holy, holy. Some, sometimes we just got to pause. We just got to reflect a little bit. We just got to take it in a little bit. Wow. This is not some demigod that we're serving. This is not some just a, a friendly giant in the sky that's nice to us. And this, like, this, is, this is the God of the universe who knows us, that cares about us. Wow. And so, sometimes life is so fast-paced, and we just need to chill out a little bit and mellow out a little bit and just remember that, right? Sometimes we just need to stand in awe a little bit how great he is and realize who he is. I'm telling you, when we really start to understand, we, when we just even get a taste of realizing who he is, what, what are the responses there? I mean, 
in heaven, what was the, the only res- appropriate response? It was, we got to sing. We got to sing. Look, there's something spiritual about singing to God. There's something spiritual. What we do on Sunday mornings, this isn't just we're singing songs because it's nice. We're doing it together and hear voices. And there's something about community. And all that's true. But there's something spiritual when it's like, whoa, God, you are so good. I am so in awe. I've got to sing to you. I've got to sing to you. Holy, holy, holy. And, you know, last week we talked about how we benefit from singing spiritual songs. You know, on, on a Sunday morning or in the car or at work or whatever, you know, with, with music on or whatever and this kind of thing, we, we benefit. You know, God helps change us. Something comes alive in us. God helps recalibrate where we are and this kind of thing in life. But look, regardless of if we get something or not out of worshiping God and out of singing to God, he deserves it. He deserves it. So let's do it. So let's go for it. And of course something's going to come alive in us. And of course it's going to be this, um, as we're singing, you know, it's kind of this thought of, whoa, I was created for this. I was created to worship. This is, you know, I'm fulfilling something in me as I'm worshiping God. But look, it's not actually about that. That's actually just a benefit of worshiping. But the real reason why we sing, the reason why we have these spiritual songs is because he is holy. And he deserves it. Because he's good. And, and that's the vision for Mountainside, right? That, that's the vision for, for what we're doing through, through spiritual songs is, is we want to be passionate about singing to God. And, and by the way, we just give permission to you. Worship God however you need to worship God through song. Sing your spiritual songs however you Let's get passionate. Let's get passionate. And, and here's just, a, here's just an, an encouragement for you too. Let's, let's learn to be people who can just get right into the songs and just start worshiping God. You, you know, and I'll speak into my own life. Sometimes I'll be like, okay, you know, I need my first song just to kind of like look around. It's like, okay, what's going on kind of thing. Okay, by the second song, I'll get a little more into it. Okay, this kind of thing. Oh, by that third song, as long as that E minor comes in, oh, I'm, I'm into it. I'm worshiping this kind of thing. You know, and, and oh, by the fourth song, it's like all in, like this. You know what we need to do? We need to learn to be people that's like, it doesn't matter what song comes on. It doesn't matter how I feel. God's worth singing to. He's worthy. So I don't need to be, you know, convinced into it and felt into it. You know what? He's worthy of singing, so I'm just going to sing to him right from song one. We're going to do this as a church family. There's something spiritual going on. It doesn't matter how I feel in this moment. I'm just going to go for it because he deserves it. And he's worthy for it. And in, in, in our context too, right, we don't always have the luxury of let's play out six songs with the hope of by song three we'll kind of get into it. You know, we don't have that luxury. We're, we're set up, tear down. Um, and, you know, some churches have like ten worship songs on a Sunday. Some churches have two songs on a Sunday. And to be honest, I think people have different styles and it's all good. I wouldn't say one's wrong or the other. And we normally land around four just with our time and kind of what we're trying to accomplish. It's got, I think four is actually a good, a good rhythm for us. Um, but let's be people who are passionate, that just go for it, regardless of feeling, because it's actually not about us. Singing spiritual songs is not about us. Um, and you know what? My, my dream, and we talked about this last week too, but my dream is, can you imagine new people coming in that have never been to a church service before, whether they believe in God or figure it out or whatever, but if they could kind of just take in what's happening. Like, whoa, I don't fully know what's going on here, but like these people are passionate about this Jesus. 
These people care. These people are singing with, with all their hearts. They really care about what they do. And obviously we want to have a, a, a good balance with this to the point where if we're being like distracting to the point where someone else is like, it's actually hard to focus on God because I'm looking at this person doing whatever. Obviously we want to be respectful and kind of move our way probably to one of the back corners or more towards the back just so we're not distracting the people. Um, we want to find that, that balance, obviously. Um, but we want to be passionate. We want to be passionate about God and I'm telling you, as you're the pastor here, you have permission. Just go for it. In worship, just go for it. Um, be passionate. But let's be aware of new people, though. Let's be aware of people who don't fully know what's going on. Let's be respectful of that, too. Um, so let's be passionate, but let's be aware, okay? Because um, I really believe passionate worship can be used to help people find God who maybe don't know God. When we realize who he really is. We realize that need inside to just sing, holy, holy, holy. God, you are holy. And I'm not singing because I feel like it. I'm singing because you deserve it. You deserve it. So I, I'm going to put the, the band up one more time because, again, we, in our schedule, have time for four songs. So that's why we had three at the beginning because we wanted to save one for now. Um, th there is something special about singing spiritual songs to God, right? It, it, it does recalibrate kind of our thoughts and you know if we're it kind of just kind of resets us a little bit focus on God again um something comes alive in us like yeah I was meant for this and 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 by the way let's let's do this as we drive you know put Spotify on or Google Play Music or YouTube or whatever do it at work do it at home whatever um but look even if all that stuff wasn't the case we should still sing to God because he's holy and he's worthy and this should be a part of our response. Look, if it was good enough for heaven, it's good enough for us. It's good enough for us, okay? So I want to encourage every single person here, let's worship God through song. Let's sing spiritual songs to God with all of our hearts here. Um, and I want, I want to personally challenge you. And, and I understand we're all coming from different backgrounds, right? So some of us are from churches where it's like, you know, it's just like, whoa, what's going on? This is some intense worship. And I actually think the church needs that. And some of us are from churches that are more from the backgrounds of, um, you know, just kind of take it in, think about the words. You don't need to participate as much, just think about it. And I think that's great too. Um, but regardless of what background we're coming from here, I want to encourage you, you don't need to go um, to one extreme or the other. But I do want to challenge you, take just one baby step more than we've done before. You know what I mean? Um, maybe if, if, if we're someone who just typically reads and kind of thinks about the words, this kind of thing, I challenge you, sing it. Maybe this is the first time you've ever sung it. Sing it today. Um, maybe you're someone who, who uh, you know, you, you'll sing it, but you've never had, had that moment where you've, you know, raised a hand or two of just kind of symbolizing, God, I'm reaching out to you. God, I'm surrendering to you just kind of that extra little bit of faith. I challenge you, maybe today is the first day where you say, okay, as we worship, I'm gonna just raise my hands and, and close my eyes or, or whatever that looks for you. Maybe it means just kneeling down. Maybe may, it, it, we all have different personalities. It looks different for all of us, but I just challenge you, push yourselves a little bit more than we've done before as, as we sing. We're gonna sing this song, What a Beautiful Name, and it, it just focuses on the goodness of Jesus. It just is focusing on the, the supremacy and the centrality of who Jesus is and how good he is, how holy he is, how worthy he is, how beautiful he is. And I think this is the perfect song to step out of the, your comfort zone a little bit. Get a little uncomfortable today. 
And I just want to, you know, let you know this is a safe place. Let's just go for it, okay? So why don't we stand up? Why don't we all stand up just as we close off in this final song? And let me pray for you just, just as we, we sing here. So Jesus, I pray for this church family. I pray that we would continue to grow in our passion for musical worship, God. We thank you for the concept of spiritual songs, God, that we can connect with you in a special way as we sing. And God, I know that we're not all as musical as maybe the person beside us or whatever, um, but Lord, we know that every single one of us was created for this. And we know that you are so good. And God, regardless of what we feel, God, we know that you are worthy, that you are holy. So we just invite you in that special way, God, to teach us to sing to you. So let's, let's, let's sing with all our hearts, guys. Let's just go for it. And let's be passionate. Let's be passionate about our worship. You were the word at the beginning. One with God, the Lord most high. Your hidden glory in creation, now revealing you our Christ. What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. You didn't want heaven without us. So, Jesus, you brought heaven down. My sin was great, your love was greater. What could separate us now? What a wonderful name it is. What a wonderful name it is. The name of Jesus. Jesus Christ, my King. What a wonderful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a wonderful name it is. The name of Jesus. What a wonderful name it is. The name of Jesus. Sing, death could not hold you. Oh, death could not hold you. The veil tore before you. You silenced the boast of sin and grave. The heavens are roaring. The praise of your glory. For you are raised to life again. Lord, you have no
church is here for you. Our lives are here for you, God. You are the foundation. You are our focus. We love you. In your perfect name, Jesus. Amen. 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 You can have a seat just as we close off service uh, this morning. Um, I'm going to call the, the ushers forward. We're going to take up the giving now. If you want to be part of what Mountainside is doing financially, um, you can do that through the red bucket right now just as they start to pass that out. 
um, through cash or check. We also have a laptop set up at the back that you can do it digitally. Um, and of course, even when you're not here, you can do it at home online or from your phone or anything like that. Um, also, I gotta let you know, just as, as we close off, over here is our prayer corner. So if you have any prayer needs or requests at all, um, there's gonna be some people that will be over here standing with us. Um, and you could be as specific as you want, as vague as you want, um, and we just wanna pray with you um, going with that. And just to, to close off, so I said there's a big announcement. So this, this is the big announcement. Don't put it up yet, don't put it up yet. But we have a new summer location. So it's, it's pretty exciting. Um, so you want to throw that up there, the, the summer location. We are meeting at Knox Church, Bimbrook, which I'm really, 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 really pumped about. Um, so it's just down the street from here. Uh, traditionally, we've met at Family Furlane Banquet Center. Uh, we're not going to be doing that this, this year just because there has been uh, so many, uh, there were struggles just to get consistent meeting times. Uh, there, whereas with Knox Church, we're going to be able to meet every single week um, just because we don't have access to the school during the, the summer months just because they're always doing renovation. And it's like over capacity by like times two kind of thing. Like it's just insane here. Um, so we always kind of had to go to a different place for the summer. So I'm really excited about going to Knox um, this summer. L last summer at our other location, and again, we have a really good relationship with the Banquet Center. We, we love those guys. But there was a six-week period where we, we were in six different locations for six weeks. It was brutal. It was crazy. Um, to the point where, um, and I was saying this to the partners last week, to the point where there was a family who came one Sunday who literally didn't know where we were, so they were just driving around Bimbrook to different locations looking for just a big group of cars. And they eventually found us, and they were just like, we had no idea you were meeting here. We've been in so many locations this summer. And it's like, oh, my goodness, I'm so sorry. So that problem is gone, which is, which is awesome. And the momentum that we should have had last fall was totally lost because we had kind of uh, so many locations. You know, the fall supposed to be you know, ramp up build time for churches normally, whereas for us it was very much, where are we meeting? I don't know what's going on. Like, where is everyone? Like, so um, it was a little tougher for us. So starting July 7th, um, we're going to be meeting at Knox, and it's going to be at 9 a.m., okay? So there is a, a time shift there, a pretty significant time shift, because we meet at 11 right now and 9 a.m. We, we get that. Um, but I want you to picture this, okay? I want you to imagine Imagine having your entire Sunday afternoons, okay, your entire Sundays being out of a church service by 10.15 and having the whole day ahead of you, okay. I want you to imagine that, okay. Um, it's it's, it's such a, it's going to be a beautiful summer, uh, we're hearing. So um, I'm really excited about that. Uh, one of the best services we ever had, actually, was we've had one service at Knox before. And at least in my opinion, it was one of the best services we've had. There's just something special, good, good atmosphere, good environment. Um, so I'm really excited to kind of recreate that all summer long. Um, so if you serve on a team here, uh, your team leader will be reaching out to you or staff will be reaching out to you shortly on, hey, here's the minor changes we're making or the major changes we're making, that kind of thing um, in, in your department and area. So just to recap, June 23rd is the last week here. So that's why we're having the family barbecue to kind of send us off well uh, for the summer. The next week is June 30th. That's a community group Sunday, so we're in different homes. And then July 7th is the first week at Knox Church, okay, just down the road over here. Um, so if you have any questions at all about that, I'll be up here putting my mic away for a few minutes. So just come up and ask away. 
Um, and we're still figuring out all the details, but it's going to be a really fun summer. And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really pumped and, and excited for that, okay? And other than that, God bless. We'll say, see you next week here for Father's Day, uh, just as we're wrapping the school season up, okay? God bless you. See you, uh, see you next week. Thanks for being here today.